Welcome to worship at Ceres, Kembach and Springfield Church. Welcome to this podcast and may it be for you a time of refreshment and renewal. Let's begin with a much loved hymn. come before God in prayer. Let's have a prayer together. Living Lord, as we come to worship as your people, you would remind us that we come as those who have heard the Master calling to us and saying, come and follow me. And so we come as your pilgrim people, scattered and yet united in our love for Christ and for one another. We are here as your pilgrim people following you from the place where we are to that place where you would lead us. We have not arrived. We are not there yet. We are incomplete, unfinished, but travelling on towards our true home in you. Forgive us, Lord, that our following has so often been half-hearted and fickle. Forgive us that we have been changeable like the weather. And release us now by the word of grace. Be at peace and know yourself forgiven. Lord, as those forgiven and restored, as those washed and renewed, enable us to reset the course of our life's journey by the pole star of Christ, that we might walk more faithfully in his steps until our travelling days are done, and at last we see you, God all-holy, God in Trinity, face to face. We pray in the name of Christ. Amen. Two short Bible readings. The first one from the book of Exodus, part a little part of the story of the children of Israel leaving slavery in Egypt 
for the wide open spaces of the promised land. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was nearer. For God thought, if the people face war, they may change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the wilderness towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt, prepared for battle. And Moses took with him the bones of Joseph, who had required a solemn oath of the Israelites, saying, God will surely take notice of you, and then you must carry my bones with you from here. They set out from Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light so that they might travel by day and by night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. And from the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 1, verse 16 to 20. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And as he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, and followed him. May the word of God be a blessing for us at this time. A short prayer to lead us into our reflection. Living God, speak to us the word that we need to hear at this time of anxiety and confusion. Speak the word that we need to hear and may we hear and may we obey. In the strong name of Christ we pray. Amen. During the wonderful and happy year that I spent in North Carolina, I remember at the same time often thinking not only of much-loved faces that I had left behind in Scotland, but also of much-loved places. I thought often of a favourite woodland walk near my home in Falkirk. I thought of a much-loved Perthshire loch, where my family had often gathered for summer picnics or autumn walks. I thought too of a restaurant in Peebles, where a close friend and I often enjoyed a bacon roll when we took a car trip down to the borders for the day. In these days when our travel has been so, so severely curtailed, many of us, I imagine, are in our minds revisiting places that we love. I've been thinking often of the holy island of Lindisfarne, which is a very special place for many of us in the parish of Ceres, Kemback and Springfield. As a church, we've made three pilgrimages there, travelling together by bus. On each visit, a key element of our pilgrimage was a walk round the island, pausing for reflection at key places. In these podcast talks, I'll be focusing in on some of these places. We will, in effect, be going on pilgrimage in our imaginations. 
There won't be so much talks about Lindisfarne as such, but rather biblical reflections, using some of these Lindisfarne images as jumping off points to think about our faith in these days of lockdown. The idea of journeying is central to the great story of the Bible. I love that image from the book of Exodus of God going before his people as a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. These images find their true fulfilment in Christ. The light and the presence of God come among us and the one who goes before us. So today in our imaginations, we are on the way to Lindisfarne. We are on the bus. We've just turned off the busy A1 onto the quieter road that takes us to the tile causeway. We've checked and double-checked the tide table so we know that we're safe to cross. After pausing at a level crossing as the London train whistles past, we breast a hill and the island lies before us with the houses and the cottages, laid out like a toy village before us in the shimmering sunshine and dominated by the rugged outlines of Lindisfarne Castle. We look to the right and we see some hardy pilgrims walking over the sands to the island. They're following the path of tall wooden poles which mark a safe way for walkers, avoiding the dangerous quicksands. Until the road was built in the 1950s, this was the only way you could get onto the island. Every so often on that sandy causeway, you'll see little huts and stilts refuge boxes for any who have miscalculated the tides. We have also noticed a larger refuge box on our stony causeway on the road where we're driving. And we've heard plenty of tales of foolhardy travellers who've ignored the tide and have sat huddled there, watching their car slowly drift out to sea, never to be seen again. The image of the poles marking the safe way is a powerful one. It's a good image for the life of faith as being commitment to walking a distinctive path in response to the call of Jesus Christ. Walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus called the fishermen Andrew, Peter, James and John to follow him. They were called by name. Christ always calls us by name. The calling is always personal. You are called by name. We're all called to follow that path across the quicksands, that path that has been marked out for us by Christ. We are all, as Christ's people, on that path. We are still travelling. We haven't got there yet. It's easy, all too easy, to stray from the path onto the quicksands. Easy to get stuck, isn't it, on the journey of faith, on the pilgrim way. There are different kinds of quicksands that can pull us down, are there not? Apathy or fear, bitterness or guilt, resentment, self-centeredness, all terrible quicksands. You know something, I think one of the biggest dangers at the moment is that of straying into the quicksands by losing our bearings in the midst of the current coronavirus crisis. We can make the mistake of focusing on the church building that is closed rather than the causeway of faith, which is still wide open. We might be tempted to imagine that because a particular building is closed at the moment, 
that the walk of faith is, in a sense, put on hold until the lockdown ends and we can meet for public worship together once again. Let's not slip into those quicksands. Rather, let's make sure that we have a regular pattern of prayer, of reflection in the scriptures, of meditation. You will find resources for this in the weekly newsletter on the website. We are to keep on travelling, growing, learning, moving on in our faith, even and especially when we have no access to a church building. The church buildings may be closed, but the church is a temple of living stones. The church is a family of Christ is still open. We need one another. One of the delights of our Lindisfarne pilgrimages was the experience of travelling together. There was much banter, laughter and sharing of our own stories, our own joys and sorrows, struggles and fears. As we have to communicate in these days by phone or email or perhaps by chatting at a safe distance in the garden, we can still have the sense of travelling together, of mutual support and encouragement. We can be there for one another, just as God in Christ is there for us. We travel together, and God, whose human face is Christ, goes before us, leading us across the causeway of faith. He leaves his footprints in the sand for us to follow. That same Christ is with you in your home as you listen to this podcast. He calls you by your name. He says to you, follow me. And be sure to keep to the path. Follow my footprints in the sand. Well, let's take time to reflect. As we listen to a lovely piece of Celtic music, this is a setting of part of St. Patrick's great prayer called St. Patrick's Breastplate. And appropriately enough, this version comes from the Northumbria community.
for others, we'll be thinking of many people. We'll also be thinking of the work of Christian Aid. This is Christian Aid Week and the podcast next week will have much more of a Christian Aid theme to it as well as the Lindisfarne emphasis too. We come before God in prayer. Let us pray. Living Lord, Lord of the journey, we thank you for all the many blessings you've given us in these days. For so many days of lovely spring weather, as spring now slowly moves towards summer, for the pleasure of our garden if we have one, or our favourite walk in a park, by the burnside, wherever. We thank you for the beauty of your creation that surrounds us. We thank you for our friends, our families, for phone calls, for letters and emails for help with shopping, for gifts of baking and homemade produce, for modern technology that enables us to see and talk with loved ones who may be on the other side of the world. We thank you for all who are putting their lives on the line at this time. NHS workers, care home workers, volunteers, paid and unpaid carers. We thank you for farmers, for all food producers, for delivery services, for all those in whatever way who make life easier for us at this difficult time. And we remember especially those who may be weary and burned out with all their labours. May there be rest time for them and may there be a special blessing. We thank you for good neighbours, for caring communities, for strong networks of help and of support. We thank you. And we pray for them all. We pray especially for all those who have lost loved ones to the virus. And indeed, we pray for all who have been bereaved in recent days, including those in our own parish. And we might like to have a pause at this time as we think of them. And especially let's think of folk who have been unable to mark the passing of their loved one with the usual gathering of friends and family. We pray for all who are ill at this time, especially those fighting the virus. We remember those recovering from surgery. We pray for all our residential care homes at this time, remembering especially those in our area on those where there have been cases of the virus. We pray for all staff, for all residents. We pray for families struggling to cope with the crisis while living in a small flat or in an urban wasteland with no gardens or parks. We remember all who are worried about the financial fallout of the crisis upon their families, those concerned about future employment or the future of their own business. At this anxious time, we pray for our governments in Holyrood and Westminster, that you would guide them, that you would strengthen them, that you would grant them wisdom. 
We pray for ourselves as a church and especially for the church in a world context as we think of the work of Christian aid, as we think of all the projects going on in so many places in the world. We think especially of the impact of coronavirus on places and countries where there is such poverty and so many resources lacking. We pray for the work of Christian aid and we pray that in this time of lockdown there may still be possibilities and ways to fundraise and to work together for the good work of Christian aid. As we look towards marking Christian aid in a bigger way next, next Sunday, let's pray especially for the work of this organisation and for Christian Aid Week. And we pray for ourselves as your church that you would keep us strong in faith, strong in hope, strong in love as we continue our pilgrimage together. May we be a blessing to every person who crosses our path and may we be an especial blessing to those we meet who are living in fear, anxiety. May we breathe the peace and the blessing of Christ wherever we go. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. There may be just a little delay at this point as we finish with a lovely piece of Celtic music again from the Iona community, a touching place. May we indeed be a touching place for all who are in need at this time.
I do hope that this time of worship has been a special time for you. And so now, wherever you are, whatever your situation, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen.